For over a decade during football season, you've heard legends of film and field tell their tales and pick their picks. Vince Gill, Rob Schneider, Arsenio Hall, Killer B, Steve the Colonel Crawford, Kathy Lee freaking Gifford, Dave Mason. Picking with the Pickers is brought to you by Tim Leaper Roofing and Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Now it's time to pick the brains of the Pickers. Here are the hosts of Picking with the Pickers, Greg Poe and News Channel 5's John Bippity Boppity Burton. Bippity Boppity Burton and Kathy Freaking Kathy Lee, Lee Freaking, freaking Gifford. Gifford. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, he's back uh, for a Picking with the Pickers. Uh, usually on Friday, we moved it to Thursday this week because of the things we have, the festivities we have going on tomorrow out of Tusculum Lanes. And uh, when Sean Henry flies back uh, with the team tonight from St. Louis after a win, he can come out and bowl with us tomorrow, right? He absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I bet he was a like wherever he was up in New York. He was like the king of Saturday morning bowling growing up. Oh, he was that guy. Oh yeah, Sean Henry, president. probably a hustler, like a pool hustler. Oh, he was a he, bowling. Oh hustler. yeah, he was in everybody's <laughs> pocket. Uh, Sean Henry, president, CEO. Good morning, Sean. Morning, Sean. What's up, man? Well, not a lot, but I'll tell you what, I peaked in third grade in bowling. <laughs> I won. I really did. I won the third grade league. Wow. And that was it. It was all downhill from there. I had like an 89 average, and I still have about an 89 average. Wow. Well, Sean, listen, yeah. I, I, I know that, uh, you know, you are a uh, big Titan supporter. The Preds and the Titans have great <laughs> synergy between them. But you and I are, you know, we're, Here we go. we're from the Northeast. We're Giants fans. Here we go. How about that game last week? How about this Giants team? And how about Danny Dimes? Here we go. You know what? I don't know if there's ever been a better coaching job than what we saw this year with him making Danny Dimes into, you know, just an incredible, incredible, you know, winner. It's been a lot of fun Who's to watch, you, you know. Oh, my gosh. I really thought we were going to win three games this year. So, you're right. This year has been more fun than any season I ever remember. It really made me more of a fan again. It's been great. I know, because it's been tough to be a fan these last several years. Well, winning does that, right? right? Winning does that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Sean will tell you, watching these these Giants over the last, really, except for one year, the last decade, just lose game after game and just can't get the coach right, can't get this right, can't get that right, and to finally see it – you know, come back together is uh, is a lot of fun. So I give us a puncher's chance Saturday night against the Eagles. What say you, Sean? A puncher's chance. We are going to beat them so bad. <laughs> First of all, they have never beat us in the playoffs. Secondly, they can't beat us three times in a season. Everyone hates everything about Philadelphia. Mm. And it was Terry Chris last night telling him I was doing the show, and he knows how I feel about Philadelphia, and obviously he loves Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, beating the Eagles is better than beating anyone else. If we beat them and lose out for the next decade, I'm happy. I just want to beat more them. so than so the cow, more so than the Cowboys. You know, what? it's it's. I go back and yeah. forth with it. You know, yeah. I, there was a period where uh, the then Redskins were my most hated division rival in the '80s as a kid, right, Sean, with Riggins and Theismann yeah. and the and, and the Smurfs, and then it was uh, Philly because Cunningham beat us every time, and oh. then and then lately it's been Dallas. Man, I go back and forth. Yeah, but you know what? We were never really good at the same time with Dallas. Right. They were, you know, dominant in the 70s. We were in the late 80s, early 90s for us, late 90s for them. Right. With the Eagles, it just seemed like they always made fun of us. Yeah. Joe Pisarczyk fumble, you know, Ron Jaworski running off the field, afraid of Lawrence Taylor, but still beat us. Randall Cunningham had a 70, what, five-yard punt against yeah. us. They yeah. did anything they wanted against us. So, yeah, 
I mean, I love Wilbur Montgomery. I love Cunningham. I love Harold Carmichael, but I hate the Eagles. Hate <laughs> well, it's funny you talk about Philadelphia. John Tortorella is the perfect guy to be the head coach of the Philly Flyers, isn't he? You know what? I, I do love myself to John Tortorella. You know, I love Torts, too, time. but he's just – he's that guy. He's he's a Philly-type guy, though, isn't he? Oh, he is. And you know what's funny? When we played them in 4 in the playoffs, I guess the conference finals, we were outside the arena. He was coming back from a run. I was drinking coffee, of course. And a school bus literally passed him, stopped, rolled down the windows, and all the kids flipped them off. <laughs> I love this thing. He probably like, loved it. He was like, yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Every time I see him you know, wearing that ugly you know, orange pee or whatever it is on his chest, yeah. I think back to that moment. And he really did. He just, I'm sure he loves their fans because they are passionate. Yeah, um, but oh, I hate every team there with a passion. <laughs> Sean, I got some advice for you. You, uh, you're the president and CEO of the Predators. Uh, Saturday night. Wait, wait, at, wait, 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 wait. Is this free advice or am I paying for? Uh, no, no, no. It's everything's free from me. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So, all right. I'll value it. Well, well. now you're going to like where I'm headed with this. So you got to, you know, I can hook you up if you don't if you don't have access to it. But Saturday night, you got the Kings at home. And the Giants Eagles games at seven fifteen Saturday night. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, so little get you got to do a little sweet action, man. Just you know, all those people over there. I can get you in a suite if you like. You know, if you need some help, you know me. Yeah, I'm always can. Yeah. I, actually, I'm going to go sit with Paul McCann. I'm we're going to watch it on my phone while he calls. Hopefully, many many <laughs> goals for us. <laughs> he is the goofiest, biggest Eagles fan. Oh, in the world. Philly Paul. I just want to be there. I just want to be there when they lose and watch his face. I want to see Paul McCann cry. I love the guy. <laughs> oh, I hate, I hate the Eagles. Well, it's <laughs> funny. Well, I can't even express it correctly. Armed with that information, I'll yeah. have something to say to his daughter, Megan, who I work with at News Channel 5 when I see her later today. So. Oh, they're Philly. Yeah. Oh, he's, that was his nickname forever, Philly Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah before. And, and it was almost child abuse, what he did to his kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know because Megan is the nicest, sweetest person in the world, and she's a Philly fan. Well, but Paul's Denise is the sweetheart of that bunch. Okay, his wife, Paul's wife. But anyway, um, Sean Henry with us, Pred CEO uh, and uh, President. uh, Picking with the Pickers, presented by Tim Lee Perufi. We're going to pick some games here in a little while. Also, Bento Hill, uh, Bento Living, Chestnut Hill. Uh, Just such wonderful news uh, with Pete Weber back in the booth. That procedure he had a week ago Monday, he was on the radio with us two days later. He was back doing games Saturday. What a blessing because uh, we all love Pete and Claudia. You know, it's so good to have him back. And, you know, even before that, when he decided to share his story with Paul Smashville, we all thought it was important for a lot of reasons. I mean, our fans love Pete. I mean, he introduced our league and our team to this city and generations. You know, he's put to bed, if you will. And uh, the outpouring of love for him from our fans back to him absolutely helped. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, Hal Gill said it well. He's that a crazy guy. He had brain surgery on Monday and called a game on Saturday. I mean, it's, it really is amazing. Um, he had some of the best doctors in the world, but um, it, it, it's just nice to have him back. You know, after the game, I guess Monday, Tuesday night, you know, saw he and Claudia after the game. He was pulling out. And um, it's just fun to see you smile around the building again. Yeah, we had him on the show last week, and he was his usual, you know, Pete Weber, positive Pete, you know, all, you know, <laughs> right, I could, right. you could see, you could hear him smiling through the radio when we had him on. 
It was great. Uh, obviously, uh, a big milestone earlier this season, uh, Sean, seeing Roman Yossi become the franchise's all-time points leader. I mean, you know, we've t- we've had you on before, and we've talked about Roman. What a player he's been, and what a representative he's been uh, for this organization. He's right up there with Pecorine. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you just need you know, two guys that, you know, two of the best players ever to play the game, but off the ice, they're even better. And, uh, you know, we're seeing something special. There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> what he did last year um, and what his whole career has been, it's amazing. And sometimes you forget you're watching something special. You know, there's generational players that sometimes you get to enjoy in your city, and, and he is one. And I'm just very grateful that, you know, I get to be around him as often as I am. Yeah, he's been amazing. And, and just, you know, speaking of Pecorino, I mean, how about the goaltending? You know, Saros has been on fire lately, and Lankinen, he's no slouch either. I mean, you got a nice – the Predators always seem to have that nice one-two punch uh, from the goaltender position. You know what? We are so lucky. We really are. You know, all those years with Pekka and Saros, and now Saros and, and Lankinen, and then obviously with uh, Askarov down in uh, Milwaukee, you know, we are we're, – we're just blessed at that position. And again, like we were just saying about Roman, we always say about Pekka, all good guys too. And I always say, if you see a Finnish flag next to a goaltender's name, I'm pretty excited about seeing them play for our team. You know, Sean, uh, we've talked about this: how busy your building is and everything. And and, and there's like, there's every time I go down there, there's something new. And I know you've got. Uh, I'm just seeing Music City Taps, the Big Machine Vodka Electric Lounge. Uh-huh. I need to go to a vodka lounge. Vodka electric no, lounge. Uh, <laughs> no, you the, don't. The Amazon just walk out technology. <laughs> cotton candy robots. Mm. I mean, uh, it's it just, and there's not, I mean, there's, and, and smart for you, this is a compliment. There's very little there that's not being monetized, and but it's always something fresh. And, and, and that building just keeps on ticking, man. What, fourth or third busiest, second busiest in the world? Well, last year we were the busiest in the world. Okay. We were only, I think, the fourth busiest. Which, but oh, man. Slacker. The size what? of our city. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. But, you know, David Kells, who's responsible for programming our whole building and you know, breathing energy into it, he always says, we're an amusement park. You better have a new ride all the time. You know, not once a year, but, you know, every month there should be something new, something big, something small. And, uh, you know, people want to have fun. And if you see – you know, a sixty-year-old man standing in front of a cotton candy robot with a smile on—you just laugh. Like it's <laughs> a nice thing, you know, that everyone you know enjoys some of the things that we do. What time did you get the call when the uh, water line broke and oh, and, and Bridgestone Arena good, yeah, was, was basically underwater? <laughs> you guys handled it beautifully and got everything done in a timely manner. But w- what time was that phone call, and what was your immediate reaction? You know, it's funny. I don't sleep very well I, I just don't and any noise in the house i you know wake up on somehow i missed the first call and then i heard my phone ringing and I, you know, i'm staring at it like why is someone calling me at 5 45 whatever it was right and i realized oh someone's calling me at 5 35 uh you know it's never good when that happens right um but while i was on the phone i got another call and another call you know people just kept calling in yeah you know, i just started getting dressed right away and jumping in the car and the best advice i got from someone was Make sure you grab your boots. And uh, it was funny when David Poyle pulled in a little while later. He's like, what, what's with the boots? I said, oh, you're going to see. And those Italian leather shoes are going to get ruined. <laughs> and uh, it was – but you, you know what? When bad things happen, you do get a chance to step back and realize, 
you know, how lucky we are being in the city because the entire city rallied around what we're doing. Our staff, I'll put them against any staff in any industry in the, in the country. Uh, they're the very best. You know, we didn't have to make a whole lot of phone calls, you know, to have a few hundred people in that building, you know, attempting to uh, get the water out first and then drying it out and, and start the uh, remediation. So um, it, it really is humbling sometimes when, you know, it's a dark moment, but all of a sudden you start smiling because you realize how, how fortunate you are. Sean Henry with us, CEO and uh, president of the Nashville Predators, picking with the pickers this morning. Um, maybe, I know not within your building and within the organization, just how important Scott Nickel is, the assistant general manager, director of player development, uh, Admiral's GM, and what he does for David Poyle. He, he's he's going to be a GM one of these days. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, we have three AGMs. Jeff Kelty, Brian Poyle, and, and, and Scott Nichol, all three of them are going to be GM in this league. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, you ask specifically about Scott, <clears throat> you look at how our guys come up ready to play. It's not they're not, you know, they're ready to step in the lineup or in the locker room. Our guys are ready to play when they arrive in, in Nashville, whether it's for one game <clears throat> or it's going to be, you know, for, for a career. And um, uh, the players look at him, how he got in the league, how he stayed in the league. You know, how he conditioned himself. And, you know, they all want to emulate him. And, you know, whether they have more talent or less talent than him, his path is there for everybody. You know, you, you just train really hard. You do the right things. You work hard. Be smart. Be the first guy and last guy, you know, in and out of the rink. And uh, anything's possible. And he's a living example of it. And he's that way in everything, though. Not just what he did on the ice, you know, as a player and now as a, you know, a developer and evaluator. Um, he, he's like that in his life. He, he's fun to be around. He really is. Well, and you get an undrafted Tanner Janot. Uh, this year's version of that, he might hit a little sophomore uh, jinx, you know, but this year, but it's hard to go 20-plus every year. Uh, but Parsonen, a seventh-round pick, he's this year's Tanner Janot. He looks really good. I just think it's cool to have a yeah. guy on your team named UC and another one named Uso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, you, know, you look at some of the flags, <clears throat> following people's names, and uh, he, he is fun to watch. But I, I think we're seeing a really, really special player in person. And uh, it's really exciting what he is, his ceiling is, because right now it's somewhat limitless. You know, for him to step onto the ice the way he has, and uh, the role he's playing, you know, on every meaningful ice time, he's out there. He's taking face-offs. He's winning them. And um, you know, it, what I love about him, <clears throat> he had that point streak of seven or eight games. He tied <clears throat> Bill Forsberg, and he didn't know it. And I, I just love that. I mean, literally, yeah. Kyra Hammer asked him about it after the game. He's like, oh, I, I didn't know. And, like, that's what you like. You know, guys that just love doing what they do, they love winning, and they'll do anything to get us there. Yeah, no question about it. I read that, too. That was that was, that was was really cool. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, – well, actually, I wanted to ask you about Ryan McDonough. I know he's been in and out of the lineup, but – Man, that trade you guys made during the offseason to, to bring him aboard and pair him with Yossi on the first D pairing, you know, I just like this guy's demeanor, his experience. This guy's, you know, been in long playoff runs. He's run, he's won Stanley Cups. I mean, he seems like a good fit for that dressing room. Oh, no doubt. He's a leader. You know, he's a captain with the Rangers, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions with uh, Tampa. And just <laughs> the guy's an incredible player, too. And you're starting to see it now. You know, he came back from – Really, that awful, awful injury. You know, uh, I mean, it, I, I can't believe he's even playing, let alone how fast he came back from it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's really hitting stride now, and that pairing 
with he and Roman together. Um, if there's a better pairing in the NHL, I, I don't think any of us can name them. It, it's, they're fun to watch, and they're inspiring for the rest of the team. I, I'm, I'm not going to hit you with this. I was going to ha- ask you about Clarksville and the future there. Go ahead, man. All right. Hit me whatever. I mean, you kind of just hit me with this. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Where is – Go ahead. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the tea leaves together on this one, okay? Uh, where is your East Coast Hockey League affiliate? You know, we have guys assigned to a few different teams. You know, we were affiliated um, with Fort Myers. Fort Myers. And uh, North uh, – yeah, and, and Norfolk before that. And um, you know, we, we're not affiliated with them right now. But uh, in the ECHL, you don't have about six guys playing. And right now we just have them playing with, you know, three different teams. So, I don't know what your question was. Well, I just think it would be a good place to have an East Coast affiliate there in Clarksville. <laughs> Like Gwinnett and well, the Braves, you know. Uh, Clarksville is going to be good for any and everything, no matter what we do there. And there's no doubt, you know, we're going to end up with a second, maybe even a third tenant, you know, behind, of course, Austin P. men and women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's going to be a special building. You know, they really wanted to use that building to do for Clarksville what Bridgestone has done for Nashville. <clears throat> I just think the synergy would be amazing if you had your ECHL team in Clarksville. That's all. Just an opinion. That, that's a very good opinion. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, duly noted, Pope. <laughs> I'll take it under advice. Uh, <laughs> Put it on my list. <laughs> oh, Appreciate shot. all the advice and input. Sure, Sometimes. sure. No, no that's Maybe good. the sun will come up tomorrow. Too, yeah, right? it is. Yeah. Yeah. So are you advise God on that one? <laughs> hey, I have a good idea. Maybe have a rise in the east. Yes, it will. It will. Uh, Sean Henry with us. We're going to pick some games in a minute. We'll get Tim Leeper uh, on the phone here in a minute and pick some games uh, in a little while. JB, yes. I, I've already I'm, – I'm done. I've already, I've, <laughs> I know. I'm ready I've, to pick I've, some games. Yeah, I'm yeah. fired up. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, this team is so much fun to watch. It, it really is. And, you know, they get – I wish they'd make up their mind. They win two in a row. They lose <laughs> three in a row. Then they win four in a row. Four in a row, three in a row, two in a row. Uh, but with Lankinen – and 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 you obviously your UC is right now right, right. as good as any or maybe the best in the league right now right. with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and and just seems like the scores are starting to score that this team's hitting its stride a little bit right now. And I got to tell you, watching you stop sixty four shots in that one game, oh my god, I was tired watching that. <laughs> you know, look, we were at a curling parlor. If you guys haven't done that yet, you should do it. Yeah, I want to do that. And you know, it's a great sports bar too. And we had. You know, three families with us, kids from, you know, five years old to my age. And it was amazing being in a sports bar watching that game, which, you know, either I'm in the building or I'm at home or at the visiting rink watching the game. And it was so much fun. It was, it was like watching a guy throw a perfect game almost, right? Mm-hmm. Every save, the place went nuts. And, yeah, that, that was something. But uh, you're right, Pogue. I mean, right now the team you know, starting to hit stride where you want to be, you know, this time of year. You know, you turn the corner into February and – you want to play your best hockey um, entering April, and ideally we are. Well, let's pick some games. You ready to pick some games? Let's do this. Let's uh, bring in Tim Leeper. Tim, how you doing, buddy? Hi, guys. How we doing tonight? Hi, Tim. Hey, say hello to Sean Henry. Hey, Tim. Hi, Sean. How we doing tonight, bud? I'll do well. Hopefully your picks are aligned with mine. Otherwise, you're going to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Trash. Some trash talking already. All right, Patton, uh, uh, you are um, the general. uh, What do you got? 
Last week had Brian Jordan as our guest quickly go through, picked all the playoff games uh, last week. First one up was San Francisco and Seattle. Seattle was 10-point underdogs. They fought valiantly for a lot of that game. San Francisco covered. Everybody picked the 49ers except Greg Pogue. (laughs) Next up, Jaguars and the Chargers. Jags were two-and-a-half-point underdogs in that one. Of course, they went outright. Uh, Two people picked the Jags, John and Brian. Next up, Bills took on the Miami Dolphins. They were 13-point favorites were the Bills. It took them late uh, to finish off the Dolphins. Nobody picked the Dolphins to cover in that one. Vikings taking um, – who were <laughs> – They played the, the Giants. Giants. Sorry about right that. Over, we got two oh Giants fans Giants on the phone. Giants fans you're talking Seriously. to. Seriously. Uh, brain fart right there. Well, well, sorry about wow. that. Uh, Vikings <laughs> took on the Giants. Giants were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Of course, they win that game outright. The only person to pick the Giants, no surprise, John Burton. Arr! I was the lone wolf. <laughs> Next up, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Cincinnati was nine-and-a-half-point underdogs in that one. Favorites. Favorites. Uh, favorites, yep. uh, I beg your pardon. Baltimore covered in that one. Only person to pick Baltimore, Greg Pogue. And then finally, Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Cowboys two and a half point favorites. The only person to pick the Cowboys was Greg Pogue. So as it stands, Sean, you've got a major lead over uh, Tim Leeper right now. Our guest currently is in first place, a five game lead over wow. Tim Leeper. And then uh, John in third place, one game behind Tim. And Greg Pogue, you are dead last, four games behind <laughs> John Burton. Well, the defending champion. At least I've got one pelt on the wall. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go. You ready, guys? Let's do it. All right, and Tim, Tim's been on a roll. Tim's done Tim, well. Tim's the only one that can beat the guest, right, basically, yeah. is what yeah. we're saying. So, yeah. you know, Tim, uh, you, you got to hold us up here. I mean, these guests come in. By the way, Brian Jordan, I saw him at the Old Timers Baseball Banquet. He said, have me on. I love doing that. He liked me. He was driving her. Sean, if you're the lone wolf, you got to make the sound. Okay, I'll just tell you that. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, the, I am. J.J. McQuaid all the way. All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. McQuaid. The uh, Chiefs, uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jags. Sean Henry. Uh, I, the Jags are not just going to cover. They're going to win the game. Wow. Boom. Tim. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but this guy could fall in a pile of crap and hit a gold brick. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't know if they win the game, but I think they cover. Give me Jacksonville with the points. Yeah, Kansas City tends to, tends to mess around in some of these games. They'll win the game, but give me the Jags to cover. Well, the only way I'm going to catch up is – wolfie? I'm going to wolf it. Now, give me the Arr! Chiefs. Thank you. Minus Arr! eight and a half, okay? Uh, Eagles, seven and a half. I don't even know why we need to ask Sean and John. We just write <laughs> theirs down. Anyway, the Eagles, seven and a half over the Giants. Sean. Are they really seven and a half point favorites? Yep. I mean, I love the term expert because I think it's Latin for schmuck. <laughs> the Giants are going to beat them so badly. It, it, oh, my gosh. Seven and a half point favorites. That's embarrassing. All right. Tim? Give me a giant. Uh-oh. And the uh-huh. Giants may upset them. All right. The Giants maybe to win outright again. G-Man. Okay. Again. You going to Wolfie? Yeah. Arr- <laughs> Eagles minus seven and a half. Uh, the Bills are five and a half point mm. favorites over the Bengals. Sean. Man, I, I think this is the toughest game of, of all of them. Um, man, 
I'm going to take the Bengals with points. All right, you, I'm pulling for the Bills. I'd like to see them you win. sounded so sure with that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Leeper, Bengals uh, getting five and a half from the Bills. Give me the Bengals, and they will win this game outright. Wow, Dang, he's Bengals. he's he's taken. He's already said three uh, covers by the dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we outright wins. Mm-hmm. JB, both teams kind of got away with one last week. Uh, getting to this point, Bengals got a couple of offensive linemen banged up. Bills are going to be riding a motion. I'll take Buffalo, and I'll lay the points. Well, you're up. that makes you the lone wolf. Because uh, I'm going to take the Bengals and the points, five and a half. I think this is a field goal game either way. You're probably right. Um, yeah. And then uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys and the 49ers are? Let me get to you the, update, yeah, the updated number on that. Yeah, three and a half still. There are some fours out there, but mm-hmm. 49ers minus three and a half. Sean? Uh, I don't hate the Cowboys as much as the Eagles, but I kind of hate them a little bit. So you got to go Niners all the way. Uh, 49ers. Tim? I'll take the 49ers. Um, and the Cowboys are either really good or really bad. Last week they were really good. It's their really bad week this week. So give me the 49ers. All right. I'm with the president. As a Giants fan, I can never pick the Cowboys. Give me the Niners. Well, that makes me once Arr- again. Wolfie? Yeah, I think Brock Purdy's going to wake up one morning and realize he's Brock Purdy. Uh, so um, I, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys plus the three and a half um, as well. So we had some lone wolves in there. We had a lot know. of Wolfies this week. Was Sean, yeah. was Sean a lone wolf on any of these? Uh, no, no you guys don't so. follow the bell cow, man. But <laughs> I do, you do. You're right, though. Brian Jordan loved doing yeah. the uh, Wolfie last yeah, you wanna, week. He you was can, into it. You can give us a, you can give us a Wolfie. You want to give want us a Wolfie there, Sean? Sean? Nah, man, I don't want to. You know, Brian Jordan does it all. Man. Yeah, no, they, Sean, Sean doesn't want that on tape. He does not want that on tape. Fair I don't, enough. I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame business. him. Business. I started wolfing it up, man. I started hacking up a lung. You gotta yeah. save that voice for Saturday, my man. Yep. Eighteen. Well, tonight I'm, I'm in St. Louis. Actually. He's in St. Louis. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Yep. In the belly of the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Tim. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Tim. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, Tim Leeper. Yep. And, Sean, uh, thank you. Always fun having you on, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. You're really especially moving it. I'm inspired. I'm looking at the art and the old uh, Trans World Dome where nice. I worked for a few years. Yeah, so it's cool. And tonight, let's keep that streak going. All right, go Preds and go Giants, Sean. It, who, let me ask you this. Amen. The Blues, who are – who? because it was – for a long time, it was the Red Wings, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were in the same, mm-hmm. you know, division. Now, who's the rival? The number one rival is it the Blues? I think it's the Stars. Is it the Stars? Who do you think? Anyone we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. All right. See you, Sean. See Thanks. You. See you, Sean. <laughs> Good Sean, answer. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, and hey, 